Yo, what up, people? It's your boy, Chad Dave. You know I'm here. You know what I do. You know why I'm in the building today. Um, needle to the Groove. You know what it's about. I love talking to my DJ friends. Fresh off a of, fresh off a of redo. Shout out to the redo crew. Um, this guy, man. <laughs> this guy I got on the show today. I've been tracking him down for about. I ain't even go cap, man. It's probably been about four months for real. At least maybe a little bit longer. It might have been the beginning of the year. I ain't even gonna hold you. So it's about been about eight months. For I was real. supposed to be on the first go around series. <laughs> Absolutely, season one. You was definitely season supposed one. to be on there, man. Um, but he's here now. I'm happy to have him in the building. Um, we go get into it, man, because I know this dude knows his music and um, he got a good history, man. So we gonna get into it. I'm excited to have him here. So without no further ado, one time for DJ Jama in the building. Poetry snaps. Definitely remember the poetry snaps outside, man. Snaps and taps and all that, all right. man. How you doing, dog? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Blessed to be here. Finally. Finally, man. finally. All I can say is God is good. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't. <laughs> he came bearing gifts of Shaka Khan Records. You know, I collect my vinyl, man. So thank you. Thank you yes, for sir. this. Yes, sir. For the Shaka Khan, man. Um, I, like, yeah. bro, I love. I think. I think I'm. I'm definitely at a point in my life where, you know, the new music is the new music. But I still love finding samples, bro. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. not like not not recently, but in the past like six months, I found the, um, the Benjamin sample, Big's verse, well, Big rhymed over on the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Jackson Five yes, joint. Yes, and yes. that joint sounds so crazy. And when we was off mic, we was talking about uh, Styley joint. Yes, um, I know y'all. I know y'all. Y'all cool Shit. with Styley and all to that, my bro, man. And um, so I was listening to the uh, sample for Slap that uh, Rashad produced. You know, shout out to Rashad. Shout out to, Rashad. Shout out to Elevator Music. So I was listening to that sample earlier today, man. I still get excited finding samples, man. Like. Yeah. It's still, it's still dope to me. And I got to say this, too, and not for nothing, um, it's been kind of like a wave um, within the last maybe two years or so where a lot of artists are now sampling um, the early 2000s Bruh. and early 90s. And I'm not going to lie, there's been a lot of like hits and not so many misses. And I think it's more of like um, the nostalgia of it I can't, you know, it's kind of hard to be like, okay, I like this song because of the song. Yeah. But it's the sample that really kind of grabs you in. But that's a lot of stuff, too, though. But, yeah, man, I, I shout out to, you know, new people doing me, me and my brother were just talking about. Um, uh, shout out to your brother, Diddy's, uh, Diddy's son. Uh, oh. King Combs' new joint with. Uh, with Kodak Black. Yeah, like. It's dope, you know what I mean? Dun like, I can't say it's not. Dun dun it's dun definitely dun growing dun on me, though, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like it, and, um, you know, uh, I was talking to a couple people from what we talking about about it, and I'm like, why isn't it didn't take off like the Kim and C's joint? Yeah, like because yeah. the Kim and C's joint that was an it's instant yeah. hit. You know what I'm saying? Where this record is like a slow burner, and it yeah. I don't know is because I'm not outside like in a nightclub like it used to be. Exactly. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm definitely outside, <laughs> but I'm just not in a nightclub like yeah, I yeah. used to be. So I don't know if DJs are still playing that record yeah. or whatever. And I think I think even with uh, the Lil Kim and Lil C's joint, um, you got to think about at that time too. Like the music video was different. Oh, you know, the colors, man, the and colors. Stuff like that. Of course, had Leah in the video. That, that was Kim being Kim, looking like Kim. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think now, when you try to recreate that, it's not so much like you're copycatting, but it's not something new that you haven't seen either. So, um, like I said, I ain't really outside like that, where it's, you know, to the point where I know it's a hit or if I know it's a miss. So. Yeah, and um, shout out to Paz, man, because uh, one time I was in the record store, I might have told this story on here before, one time I was in the record store, and I walked past this record, and I was just filming, you know, do it for IG or whatever. And he was like, yo, go back to that, uh, what's it called, Jeff Lobor, uh, L-O-R-B-E-R. He's like, go back to that record. He's like, that's where uh, Season Kim oh, got the yeah, got yeah. the sample from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the song is called Rain Dance, so uh, check that out. But, yo, like I do every single trip, every single time, 
my very first question to all my DJ friends is, why DJing? Man, um, that is a, a tough question. <laughs> why DJing, bro? Because I, I, I would I will say this, um, and this is probably gonna be my answer. Uh, even going forward <laughs> no, but I was a hooper man so uh, all through my adolescent years college all that um, I was a hooper and um, so I would always have music in my ear playing music listening to music um, my brothers um, shout out to my brother Jordan Stiley <laughs> Corey Walker Man, these cats like were heavy into the backpack music. So, you know, I've been hanging around them. Um, they had me into my Nas bag, A Z bag, Jay Z bag, common, like all backpack music, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So I had a I would have fit in that circle so man, perfectly. Yeah. Like I had a heavy <laughs> dose of all that um growing up, so that's where I stayed with it. And then um kinda, you know, going into, you know, my younger direction or my own direction and things like that. Of course, you know, get hype music for um, games and stuff. Oh, I was always in charge. Mandatory. Of that. So mandatory. Yeah. Oh, so you was the you. I was. The you dude, basically man. made the playlist with the CDs. Man, you had to make the first I, CDs. I really did. And then it's crazy because even when I got to college, um, I had. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting trouble for this or not, but like I used to <laughs> store like all my music on the uh on a specific library in or, or a specific computer in the library and I would always go there at like 11 30 12 o'clock at night and burn like 10 15 CDs where you used to sleep back into the shout school out to, shout out to Mount Union <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that's what it, that's where it kind of derived from and I would always make my um CDs as if they were like the party, so you got like kind of the slow bangers, and then like the bangers, and then of course a couple slow jams at the end, the kind of in the night type thing. So, so you would like kind of you would put them in order, like you would set the vibe. Like, yeah, All right, yeah. boom! This is this is light joints right here. Definitely. So you know we start hanging out with the ladies and the chicks yeah, and the turn man. up, we, and then you know we try to close the deal. Man, <laughs> we had it. It was and it was a dope little situation how we would do it too because, um, like at that time. Not a lot of people were hip to the data disc. So you could put like a hundred and something songs uh, versus putting like those 10 or 16 songs on a on a disc. So we would rename them like 001, 002. That Where? way we know like, and we'd be able to put it in order. Man, yeah, we, we was, I was wild with it for real. Like, but that's how it kind of started. And then, you know, um, I started on a laptop, you know, DJing with the, um, a program. And then I forget yeah, we are gonna get into that, that because um, one day we uh, we were somewhere on high high and fifth uh, down there in that area, and you were spinning, and you wasn't using Serato, and I was real confused. Yeah. So we we gonna get into that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think it was most likely Virtual DJ at that I time. I think so. Yeah, yeah, because I'm so. I'm still actually using Virtual DJ. Um, I started off with it was a I can't remember the name of the program, but it was something similar. It was free, you know what I mean, whatever. So I just started, you know, trying to blends and stuff like that. Um, found Virtual DJ, and I kind of stuck with it ever since. Um, to me, it's user friendly. I like some different features on it. Now I can use Serato. Mm -hmm. I just choose to use Virtual DJ. Um, it's just, it's just. I mean, we could break that down. Like it's to no, me, it's. I definitely want to have a conversation yeah, about yeah, it because, like I said, the, like you know me, me being who I am, I'm always peeking over the DJ shoulders. Right. You know, I, I don't keep it a buck. I don't stole from every DJ that's been yeah. on the show and countless you, many a times. So you know, when I was peeping over your shoulder and you was, I was like. That's not Serato. Yeah, <laughs> what the yeah, fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it caught me off guard. Yeah. So, where did you grow up at? Um, I grew up in Canton, Ohio, uh, Canton, Maslin area. Um, so, uh, Football Hall of Fame. Football Hall of Fame. Okay, um, okay. If you're ever around there or been there, it's literally like football. Like, and <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like. Now, so you you being a basketball dude, it's a football town. Oh yeah, but we went we made a name for ourselves though. Um, we, it, it's tough because at Maslin, like if you ever seen uh, what is that? Uh, 
Well, that's that's a Friday one, night lights Friday night, shit. Uh, but the one with the uh, uh, blue, uh, nah, with the white kids when they were all like a football school. It was blue. Ah, I forget. So, I, I, I know blue chips was the basketball shit. But uh, um, it was Friday, Friday something. But when I tell you, like they raise, like it's like they're literally like a job for them. Like once you start playing football, you literally are like, it's like you're nine to five, and it's crazy. Like now they have like a, a full. Like training facility, like a dome, everything, bro. It's wild up there. But you know, what my time being, we did, you know, we did some things on the basketball court for sure. So, how far is Canton from like Akron or Cleveland? Like, I'm really not because oh, yeah. that's that's Northeast Ohio, or, right? Okay. Yeah. So Akron is probably about 30 minutes, uh, and that's literally like all freeway. I mean, you could even say 20 for real. Um, Cleveland is about. 45. Okay. Um, so we're all like literally right there. Um, it's funny because it takes the same amount of time from Columbus to get to Cleveland does it, and it does to Canton. So it's about two hours and Canton's closer, which is weird. Like, so, um, but yeah, we're all like in the same vicinity. Canton and Akron actually have the same, um, uh, Three three zero zip code area code area code yeah and then Cleveland's like two one six something like that yeah. so yeah is it also is it like close to Lima is, or is that like uh, ah no nah, Lima's actually on the other side like more towards like Toledo oh okay, okay so okay. I know uh, uh yeah it's like Toledo area so yeah it, it's it's different know, yeah it's different trust me Lima, <laughs> Lima's a little different shout Lima's, out to my man Haji yeah, yeah shout Lima, out to Haji but Lima's, Lima's very different, yeah, very different, Lima's very, very, different. very different so what was the music like in your household who was like uh, the influence in your household like um, that got you that tuned your ear um, well, I'm a PK, so oh was, Lord, yeah, I did man. not know. That <laughs> yeah, explains man, so that much. Does. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, all gospel um, in the house being played, you know, uh, for the most part. Um, <laughs> funny thing is, my mom and dad they actually allowed us one hour of rap videos, <laughs> and the, what we did Locked was out. what we did was we recorded that hour. And we all each took it uh, our own separate hours at different times and had a tape uh, and just rewatched it. And then just rewatched them all like night. So, um, but yeah. So my uh, older brother, you know how that goes. Um, yeah. Listen to what they listen to, um, and uh, that was really my one of my biggest influence. But also my aunties, um, shout out to my Chatty Marina. Um, they were the like life of the party people so that's where i got my like old school feel and mm-hmm. soulful uh music from too as well so with gospel music did, like did you have to go to church was you that kid oh, that was yeah, in church man. like bible study Bruh. and and this is what's crazy so we lived in columbus at the time and then we um were my dad's church was actually in washington courthouse so we had to travel what seemed like three hours you know being young yeah. like a long way and we literally have to be there for every meeting, every Bible study, Sunday school, all that. So that's, you know, that's a good part of your childhood, just traveling for real. Yeah. So, because with gospel music, like, like this is how I always felt about God. Like, gospel music is dope. Gospel rap, I always thought was super whack yeah. until recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, but having gospel chops, did that, like, shape your ear, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, the sounds they use, did that shape your ear a little bit? Yeah, it's crazy because um, even though my dad's a pastor, he also plays the organ. Um, and throughout our family, um, and this is just going to be, it's probably really going to blow y'all's mind, but, like, <laughs> I'm related to uh, Rob Riley and the Rileys. Um, I don't know if y'all know. Here? Who, yeah. Rob Where? Riley, the new yeah. people's? Yeah, that's literally, like, and family. That's family. the most yeah. musical people yeah, I yeah. know. They old family. Yeah, yeah. then we got... Um, White sides as well, which is Delane, um, his family, um, and then also Lane Love. Yeah, like this <laughs> that's your cousin. Like, like, I, like, I yeah, seen y'all this, say "What's up, cuz?" But no, I ain't think is, it was literal. Yeah, like this is literally, literally my family. Oh, so um, then we have a um, another family called the White Sides, which is you know, uh, like I said, Delane and them, um, and then also um, Draftins, which is my cousin Lewis, who um, who's a dope super producer, plays the organ now um, for our church. And growing up, uh, they had a group called OPB, and that was uh, probably known now as Wiggle Juice. Um, 
and then there was like a couple other people also from uh, Livingston Avenue, that area. That was on the thing, but very musical family. That's all I can say. And then I wasn't so much a rapper, so that's where I kind of found my niche in terms of like the DJ and you know what I mean and kind of went down that route. <laughs> but so. you like in the in the kids choir and all that. Oh yeah, you already know, man. <laughs> and then like you know, cause okay, so there's four of us: is my older brother, me, my younger brother, and my sister. And of course. We had we were always there, so they naturally put us in the choir and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah memories. That's all I can say, man. Oh man, I can imagine growing up because like my my dad, he um like we didn't go to church, but my dad was definitely in the choir. And I always wish I could sing like my dad because that right. was was his thing, man. And it was always a dope vibe watching him and the guys get busy. Right. So, but. I will say this though, God knew what he was doing, not giving me a singing voice. I would have been the croonerist crooner, like I would have been singing everywhere, just performing for real. I mean, everybody know like Bobby V is my dude. Like I'd literally have been like crooning. I'd be I'd be Ray Woods right now. That's what I'd be doing. He was on your Blackberry molasses man, uh, real crazy. Right. No, and, that's, and I sing all the time, man. And it's crazy because uh wifey be getting mad when I when that song come on because she already knows. She looked at me. You about to go about crazy. To that joint. Yeah, that's my one. Where so you said you were you were in college, you know, you was making you was making the burn CDs. You was doing that in high school and college. So like when you said you started out on a computer, like what do you like what do you mean? When, like, I, when I literally say like I downloaded like I had music on my computer, um I had a pro I can't remember the name of this program. It was before Virtual DJ. So I load up the music and I would literally press like press the button to start the song and literally like cue the song up all that stuff and we would literally like just plug straight into ox chord and just practice and shout out to my dude um kaylee um we started the moon shooters and that was my guy man we we really was like you know it was just me and him for real and we would have these battles um from room to room so i would play a song and then whatever, if my song hit, we have we had like a group of people there, and they would just vote on whose song was best. Kind of like a early verses for real. And that's how we used to like get our uh, Friday night started for real. Um, but it was dope, man. So yeah, literally on a computer, loading the track up into the software, playing the song, and then even trying to blend the next song in to make it smooth. Like there was a way to do it. I tried to use my laptop not too long ago, man. Yeah, I can't do it. I no <laughs> can't do it. No it's all right, man. Right. Yeah. So, what was the first piece of like equipment, DJ equipment, like for real DJ equipment that you got? Um, it was a a small uh, like Hercules. The, the brand was called Hercules. Um, I know what it looks like. I just can't remember like what the you know the uh, the name of it was, but it was a. a um, uh, a little piece, I would say a little piece of something, <laughs> a little like machine. It had two jog wheels on it, um, you know, cue buttons on it, yeah. good stuff. But, you know, man, I go back and listen to some of the mixes I made with that, trying to scratch and stuff. Uh, horrible. Oh, but not, I mean, I get it, it but good. It that, was good. So it, it, it worked for the times? And- yeah, it definitely worked for the time. It held me down for about, you know, a good year and a half, two years. Um and I say this all the time, and I and I and I say this because I've been in this position. Pause if needed. Um, but if I had to, if I had to, if I had to go back, I would have, you know, definitely started on twelves. Um, the reason I say that is because after um, uh, you know getting on techniques twelves, yeah, it made things a lot easier when I went back to my controller. Um, not to discourage anybody and say, that, don't, <laughs> you know, don't do that. But it's like, um, if you really want to, like, DJ and, you know, this is what you want to do, I feel like you need to be versatile um, on whatever, um, you know, you have, in, you know, before you. Yeah. So that's the reason why I did it. Of course, shout out to O Sharp. Um, shout out to Rich. Um, those, you know, two guys were the ones who, you know, pretty much put the like, battery oh, in your yeah. back. Like, and then I got to even shout out to uh, Tim Basic, Chris Robinson. Um, sold me my first pair of uh, techniques, twelves, and Word. 
I tell you at the time. <laughs> this uh, just was mad heavy. I bro, know that. <laughs> they sold me the cases, the twelves, and I'll tell you this, it was only three hundred dollars. Oh, they show and I love. still and I still have them joints. Them is the ones I still use too. Uh shout out to them. So yeah. With with the uh it was called a Hercules, that's what the joint was called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you do like your first official party? Like, nigga, I'm gonna Ooh. DJ this party. This Friday night, and everybody gonna come through. Cause Man, so oof, it's 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 horror story. So um, <laughs> I love it. The guys talk about it. I was in uh, Kent State. Uh, it was a house party, um, and it was like fall. So they would just got back to school. Everybody getting back together, stuff like that. Um, I got asked to DJ it, and it was man, it was bad because it was. You know, I was always the guy with the new music, so I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. So I'm playing stuff that they don't even know, don't even like. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, can you play? I'm like, dang, I ain't got mad, no old school request. bag. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't got no old school bag at this time. So yeah, it was it was it was tragedy. But right. um, one a girl one, pause if needed. Yeah, That's nah, life. yeah, and you're you're like. Did you have your own speakers? Was or they? Yeah, I had y'all some makeshift yeah. everything. Yeah, I had some bookshelf speakers connected to a, a three CD changer, one joint. Oh yeah, it was it was it was bad, bro. It was bad. As a as a practicing DJ, like I always say on this show, um, how long did it take you to get comfortable to be like, yo, like I'm, I, I know I can be good, like I know I can DJ. Um, I would say, like, I'll always go back and say this. Um, so I was on the uh, Lane Love show for a while. Mm, shout, uh, I shout remember to, that. Shout out to Lane Love. Lane Love interviewed us. Here. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, shout out to Lane. Shout out to Vita as well. Oh this yeah, was the for early. Sure. This was the early stages when we were still out in the continent. Um, yeah, DPS Radio yeah, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Rich Knight. Yeah. So, um. I actually uh, was just, you know, a personality on the show. I didn't DJ um, a lot. He let me, you know, kind of do my one-two every once in a while. Yeah. But it wasn't like I was, you know, on the show like that. Um, we had uh, Mixmaster Ice. We had Dami. We had Boog. Um, and we had uh, BHB. Shout out BHB. But it wasn't until, I want to say, like, the fifth show when Prime and uh, Marley McFly uh, came on the show that I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, there was a big discussion at the time about turntables versus controllers. Yes. OGs fighting against each other, talking about this, talking about that. And this is, you know, me... Starting to you know you know get acclimated with DJing yeah um, so I was I was quiet you know what I mean I, I ain't have a leg to stand on yeah. so um, but you know since I was using a controller at the time to see what they were doing they had um, Newmark NS twos at the time I believe or uh, NS ones at the time and to see how they you know did their you know one two with those it allowed me to feel comfortable or free enough to be like. Fuck with everybody saying I I I, I, I know what I'm doing. So, yeah. Um, but I literally um, kind of sat myself, uh, you know, to the back, but studied everybody for about a good year. And you know, once they you know let the chains off the dog, you know, it was, it was crazy, bro. That's that's time to get busy. But I told people this story too. It's like you know, a lot of people just want to just jump off the porch. Yeah, for sure. Man, I'm trying to tell you, study these DJs, man. Pick their brain, see why they mix this song with that, or um, you know what's that? You know what I mean? Or ask, you know, because a lot of a lot of people think these DJs are untouchable when literally we're just here to share the knowledge too. Yeah. Um, and I found that out by meeting Mixmaster Ice, who we know like all yeah. he's done for hip hop in talk general. About it, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What he's done for hip hop in general, but then like you can go up and have a conversation with this dude. And he literally be like, give you the game and be like, look, you know, this, 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 and this. But next time I see you, you better, you know how to, you know what I mean? You better be on your shit or I ain't talking to you again, like type type of thing. Like, but cool enough dude to, you know, sit down and have a conversation with her. 
So what was the uh, what was what was the show called? Because um, uh, I don't want to confuse. With, yeah, 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 I don't want to confuse it with yeah. DPS. Yeah, that yeah. was that was something different, and I want to give it its proper respect. How long did y'all do that show? Because it was rocking. Like it really felt like I felt like um, you know Lane was like he was creating. He's creating something that the radio was missing. Yes. I think we all were at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. especially with like what O was doing, what Rich was doing, right. you know, the internet radio outlet. Because that that got, that led me to podcasting. Okay, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So that that's the route I took. But um, what era was that? Oh man, it was early um, 2010ish, 2011ish, and. I want to say the show went on for almost two and a half to three years. Yeah. Um, I, and I hate to sound like that old head, like, man, if we would have had this in our day, like, but nah, like, honestly, if we had the capabilities of what we're doing today, like uh, Twitch, Facebook Live, those type of outlets, yeah. then, man, we, we probably honestly would have been syndicated because at the time... How we had structure to our shows, how um, we brought guests in every week um, from your, your your local neighborhood heroes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we done had Rashad. We done had uh, 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 Willoughby, Autumn. We had um, guest DJs. We had, I mean, like you name it. If it was, there's it somebody, was running. We, was, we was there. And then, you know, um, Vita brought an unchangeable to the show. Um, with her journalism and uh, like her yeah. perspective on life. And Excellent just, writer. Man, Excellent writer. We had something golden, man. And, um, you know, like I said, I hate to do the shoulda, coulda, woulda, <laughs> but, man, it was definitely a good time. Definitely a good time. And then shout out to also, um, um, what was it called? Um, Pulse Radio, too. When we yeah, switched yeah, over to Pulse Radio, yeah, 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 and got into the new building over there. For, um, Off that? McNaughton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So... You cutting your teeth basically for for that time being on um, Uptown, and you talking to all these DJs. Like, when did you decide to? What was the moment you decided to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna go from this controller to this to these twelves? Because I know, I know. I mean, my experience is that Ice always used twelves. I know Lane used twelves. I know uh, he. Uh, well, well know, I, I've, yeah, I've seen him with twelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I don't know about all the time, obviously, yeah. but like his go-to was the CDJs, and he was actually um, CDJs. He had he was like literally like one of the first people in the city to have CDJs, um, which is I mean it's a crazy story because you mm. know just knowing yeah. history and stuff like that. Twelve um, hundreds. Like I said, it was maybe. I mean, I still use controllers even to this day. It's easy to carry out the house, pack and go. Um, but yeah, shout out to sure. I gotta say, like I said, shout out to O Sharp. Um, once I finally got my twelves hundreds, um, shout out to Crate who sold me my first mixer as well. Shout out to Crate. Um, it's crazy because like one of the channels was broke, so you gotta like flip it with a screwdriver. On this oh thing. shit! But no, like you know what I mean. It's just stuff like that. Like man. Crate uses mixer, you know what I mean? Like I saw like, Crate, a piece yeah. of history, you know what I mean? That that would have yeah. been the only thing in my mind. Like, yo, Crate uses yeah. this? Yeah. I, I can get busy now. And um, so um, I got gifted my first kind of like, you know, 15, 20 records from um, my auntie. And, you know, just putting the needle on the record, understanding how to, you know, even just set up, you know, your equipment. Um, it wasn't until... Um, like I said, I probably practiced for maybe about a good year on vinyl. Um, shout out to Bomb Beardo. Um, Beardo. I tried to get Beardo on a show man. a billion and one times. Crazy dude, man. Yeah. Um, so I used to always go to the redos. I used to literally stand in the front. And it got to the point where people were asking, was I security? Because I was <laughs> just, but I was up there literally watching, watching. what they did. <laughs> how to place the needle, you know, on the record, you know, little scratch techniques or whatever, and when they brought in songs, how they brought in songs, whatever. And it took Bombiro to be, you know, he was like, man, when are you going to, um, you know, do a redo? I was like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of still practicing. He was like, so you're just going to practice your whole life? 
He's like, just smart. Just do it. You know what I mean? He's like, just do it. Like, why? It's like, there's no better opportunity to come, you know, come here and see what you're doing. Like, so that following, it was, um, it was actually the Christmas um, redo um, that following month, which was like Martin Luther King weekend, I did my first redo. Um, it, it's crazy how like just thinking about talk it, about it, bro. Man, like um, you know, it's it wasn't, important. Like it wasn't. Let me let me. And this I tell this to people all the too. I had excellent song selection back then. Like don't get me wrong, my song choice was crazy. Um, technique or execution probably wasn't hundred percent there, but that you know comes with you know practicing, growth, all that good stuff. And then it was like I got to a point where my techniques got pretty. My skills were there, mm-hmm. but my song selection wasn't there. So now because you so focused yeah, on one and forgot about the other. Yeah. So now you know, and I'm in a state where I'm you know able to do that now and put what I've learned, song selection techniques together, so things are working out. But um, iconically. Um, I did my first redo um, on Martin Luther King weekend. Um, exactly three years later, I shut the redo down. <laughs> I went last. It was the 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 most people in the building at Avalon for a redo, and this is actually still on YouTube right now. Talk I sh- about I shut it, it down. please, please. It's crazy because like oh, you know, after the fact. Um, Oh, was like yeah. I seen you know he was like you played a shorty a shorty low record, and he's like I just walked out the room so I knew I knew what it was gonna be, and then going back and like looking at that night man, it just it's just like like sports you get in a zone man it's crazy like head down sweating all that like pause needed <laughs> but like you literally get in a zone and don't even care what's next or like it was like a flawless set for talk about it so since we there let's. How important is song selection? I think, um, you know, as a, as a as a fan or as a you know uh, music lover or whatever, like when I'm partying, like so so I guess I'm saying like if you're at 90 BPMs, right, mm-hmm. and you only go to 94, but you do that for an hour, after a while it's gonna be like, ah, yeah. yeah. And All right, bro. This is the same groove. Like, yep. so how important is song selection and transitions for you, and how do you approach it? Um, for me, um, what I've gotten a, like, I guess, more comfortable doing now um, because of like Twitch and you know being on Twitch for like the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to always select like songs I would listen to uh, while cutting the grass. I just um, I put my playlist on random and yeah. then whatever song that I, I, you know, and then I just, you know, kind of put those in order. But to go to your point about uh, the 90, 94, whatever, and you're doing that, yeah. I mean, that's good in terms of like, you can kind of break that into like maybe 15 minute to almost even about half hour like spurts. But um, I was always that guy where it's like, if it's 90, I ain't going to go past 92. But now, like now, man, you speed them joints up. And they partying just like it's a you know a new song. Yeah. But um, also, what I've been into now is listening to other DJs across the world is getting like newer like edits. So I might play a um, uh, John A song, uh, yeah. groove thing. But I might find somebody else who flipped it, and now it's a new song, and so now it gives it, it more it's energy. A, it's a familiar words. Yes. The groove is, but the yeah. beat is yeah. different, so I feel, yeah. yeah. And um, that's important now, like you said, like, one thing I had to learn, too, is people can feel the energy. So if you're at a stagnant, like you said, mm-hmm. if you're just 90 through 94, and you're doing that for about an hour, people get bored. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why you have to, you know, venture off and, you know, do other things. But now, um what a lot of people have been doing is doing those um, transitions for you. So let's just say you're at 100 and the song is like maybe uh, 134. They'll have a transition where it starts off at 100 for you and they'll transition it for you up until that 34. Like, So you're, are you saying artists are making DJ-friendly songs? I mean, I know they always had like... I, 
I know there's always a mix, like an eight bar beginning, mm-hmm. an eight bar ending, so you yeah. can do your blends, but. It's actually DJs producing these transitions for you. So now it'll say like it'll say like uh, produced by DJs such as such. Yeah, but it'll say like Drake's. Um, um, let's say um, Kiki, do you love me? Yeah, right something. Kiki, do you love me? But it'll say um, ninety eight to whatever the the real BP is transition. So if you're at a ninety eight song. You can start off with that transition, but then like during that time, it'll speed up for you, so it's automatically there. Now, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. makes sense because a lot of the transitions are smooth. Um, you can just you know take it with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah. I think they're they're making DJ easier for newer DJs. Yeah. So, so how important is blending versus scratching to you specifically? Um, I'm a I man. I'm, I'm all about the blends, man. Like, and I I tend to I'm you know shout out to Dame. I'm I'm <laughs> shout, I'm, I'm with shout him. Out to yeah, Dame. I'm, hey, I'm with him. Like, I'm not gonna say you're trash for slamming. I just have not mastered the art of slamming a record. Um, blending to me is like life. That's how I started. Um, even when I was push button on the computer. I was working on blending two songs together to make it make sense in terms of melody wise. Um, you know, of course, growing uh, up in the DJ game, you know that just because it's 90 don't mean it's a 90 match. You know, yeah. you learn that. And now I'm more focused on like what melodies I can blend together okay. in that range. Um, and then even, of course, uh, word word uh, transitions. So, word yeah. play. Yeah. So. All right, but you're spinning with vinyl. So you're you're spinning with vinyl, which I watched you do mad times. Mm-hmm. How how are you matching the BP BPMs in your head? Like because my experience just with vinyl is like, yo, like not only do I got to look through the record, I got to look on the record to see if the BPM is mm-hmm. on there. Then I got to make sure my cue point is marked correctly, you know what I'm saying, which as a as a as a newbie as myself, that shit seems like calculus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I I told my secret to Rich uh, one time. Oh, if it's I, a secret, you don't. No, have no, to I cheated. I cheated, bro. This is what we hear about. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I didn't grow up DJing. Um, I actually literally have started. Uh, this is I'm I am currently in my ninth year of DJing right now. Um, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I cheated. Um, a lot of the um, sets that I've done, I've had those in my mind and bought those records. So yeah. I know what the BPM is already just by doing these sets or making these mixes. Um, whenever I practice, I record my practices. So, you know, to kind of perfect the see yeah. and, you know, get better things. But that's how I did it. Um, I mean, at the same time, I think there's a formula to do it. I think I heard King say it. Um, before, but honestly, if I got the song on my computer, I'm looking it up to see what it was, and then I'm just matching it like that. A lot of times, I put my redo sets in order on what I'm doing on my title playlist, so I can just listen to it during the day. I'm I'm glad you said that about the order because one time we were at the redo and you started out somewhere out, and me and you love the records, but everybody wasn't filling the records. And then I watched you, like, literally go a whole new direction, and you end up bodying that shit. Yeah. And this was at Avalon. And I'll never forget that moment, because I'm, like, you you had a, you started out with a theme. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the first couple of records was going off. And, you know, I, I think, I, I wanted, was it the Neptunes? It was some theme that you started off with. And I remember me and you was vibing, and then all of a sudden, you, like, you turned it to like Brian again, just went like. <laughs> well, and then okay, so I had this conversation too, um, not too long ago. But um, we get an hour at the redo. There's no way that I can prepare for what might happen that day. I have to make sure that what I'm feeling, you're feeling. Pause if needed. Um, but it's. I play records for me, I play records for you, and I play records for the night. Now, it's almost to the point where I can plan it out. So, like, if I'm going early, 
just know you're gonna get an eclectic night, eclectic set. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I'm going anything from three or after, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get the the more clubbish type of you know. Yeah, set. And you I, keep and, you the know, energy going. Yeah. So, um, I tell people this too. If you have the ability to be at the redo at five o'clock. Please be there. You are missing out on some great music. Yeah. Some great I, music. I almost low-key prefer, prefer it as just a music dude because it's yeah. just like I want to hear something new. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, I, I know with spinning with vinyl, like vinyl is expensive. Yeah. Unless you're just going to buy old school 80s, right. old school 90s, 70s, whatever, whatever. Vinyl is expensive. So some some like, you know, it's almost like, oh, I know what I know what songs is going. I know this transition, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But that's why I like going early though, because I'm like, oh shit, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, and shout out to this last, uh, <laughs> this last redo that we just had. <laughs> Prime, oh man, this whole like, if we could have had Prime mic'd up for that set, all he kept saying was, "I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you," because mm-hmm. I had like so many records that. I said it on my post. I'm gonna be Mister Dan. You got that on vinyl? This go right. <laughs> I had some 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 joints on there though, but yeah, that'll be you know coming out to Mix Cloud soon. Where so like I always ask every DJ that's been on here, what is the difference between a controller and 1200s to you specifically, and which is better to you specifically? Um, <clears throat> I. I think honestly, the the difference is mentality. Um, mm, that's a good answer. I ain't heard that one yet. Yeah, because I mean, twelve hundreds are intimidating um, at first if you allow them to be. Um, I never, like I said, like I started off on a controller because of the convenience of it. I, you know, a lot of people say that couldn't afford it. So I had to, you know, get what I got, and there it is. Um, I was intimidated. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very intimidated because I was around a bunch of uh, DJs who were actually DJs. You know what I mean? And I have been doing it for umpteen amount of years. I'm just fresh on the scene. Um, and this isn't to take away from anything um, uh, from Lane, uh, but he was on CDJs. There was, you know... You know, they thought, you know, or at the time, CDJs and controllers were the same thing. Yes, um, absolutely. If you weren't on Technique 1200s, then, you know, quote unquote, you weren't a real DJ. So <laughs> And, um, and DJs still feel like that. Yeah, and it, it, was, it, was, it was very intimidating to the point where it's like, you got to step your game up if you want to be in this elite group. Not to say that, you know, in the same breath, not to say that Lane wasn't in that elite group because we all know what he brings to the table Man. in terms from an entertainment standpoint, DJing he standpoint. He is the entertainer. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I really think it's just a mentality. The mentality of just actually, you know, working with 1200s, getting comfortable with them. And now, to me, I prefer 1200s over controller. Um, but it's putting in the work. Practicing, doing what you need to do, um, and just getting comfortable with it. Just mentality. Where So, you said you could use Serato, but you use a virtual DJ. Mm-hmm. Please explain virtual DJ to me, because I have no clue. Like, mm-hmm. you're the only person, literally, I've known that uses. So, I'm like, you know, I ain't even looking up. I was just like, yo, this yeah. is what Jamie used? Like, nah. this shit is crazy. <laughs> like, you don't use Serato? Yeah. Like, ah, right, you bugging out. Yeah, so to me, virtual DJ is easier, um, and I would just name the reasons why I use virtual DJ versus um, Serato. Sure. Um, when I actually download or get music, um, wherever I have it, either on my um, uh, external hard drive or my uh, hard drive on my computer, wherever I put that song, it's automatically in virtual DJ in that order. I don't have to build a crate. The crate is already me downloading and doing it ahead of time. So that's the easy thing um, versus going in there, finding it, putting it in the crate, da da da, da. Um, Second thing is um, I can actually search uh, my uh, BPM. If I do like 80 through 90, um, it'll bring up uh, uh, songs that I have um, 
played in a, a past that I'm looking for, or they already have those other songs in order that you know I've probably never played before, but already like in albums or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's different from Serato because it brings everything up in alphabetical order and from 80 through whatever. This comes up in like recently played type of order or something mm. that may be you know, used to it. Also, the video um, is a lot easier to use. Um, I, like I said, with Twitch, um, I got more into uh, videos, so that makes it a lot easier too as well. So those are the three things for myself um, that I like better about it and the um, uh, relative mode is a little bit um, easier to manage in virtual DJ than it is in Serato because in Serato you actually have to line up um, the tempo yeah, and it may not be the same BPM you know what I mean but yeah. in virtual DJ your BPM is your BPM um, but it's easy to also change your BPM as well and recalculate it in uh, virtual DJ so when you do when you do your uh, with your virtual, you use your twelves more when you practice, or do you oh, use a controller? No, nah, my twelves are set up at home. Um, I have a setup in the studio; they don't move, and so it's literally just turn on the power switch and going to work. Um, I'm glad I was able. Like one thing the pandemic did allow me to do was um, practice. Um, and I'll use my, you know, streams that I would do as practice, but, you know, I get constructive practice. So, um, yeah, 1200 is set up at the crib. Uh, that's what I practice on. That's what I use. But then, like, when I'm out and about, I don't take my 12s with me. Um, what, can, what kind of mixer do you have? Uh, right now, I have a Pioneer uh, DDJ SZ2. Um, but, yeah, that Rev 7 is on the way, man. That Rev, Rev 7, 7. is a, a monster, man. I got a chance to... Um, do a, a gig with it. Shout out to my man, uh, DJ Smooth, uh, out in um, 330. Um, mm -hmm. Got a chance to... Oh, yeah. It's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Where? So, talk to me about the Twitch community, because Rich Nice, who was still on there going crazy, mm -hmm. he was the first. And then that that was even like... Even over the pandemic, that's where, you know, Needles of the Groove came from. Me practicing DJ came from. I think... You know, everybody came out with their little hobby, whatever, whatever. But Rich went crazy on Twitch. And then, like, nigga, the, the day that it was like, you had all the DJs lined up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was oh, okay. such a beautiful experience, Man. bro. So talk oh. about the, how, how Twitch became, like, a, a breeding ground for you and a practice, like, a practice gym for you. Like. Yeah. So you heard it here first, right? Um. This is how that evolves. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to Beatbanger. So when a pandemic hit, we literally have like a, a, a text message thread of how to like get your computer set up, lighting set up, uh, what kind of computer you need, uh, RAMs, hard drive, like all this stuff. We like we're literally up to maybe like three or four o'clock in the morning just talking to each other. So... Um, Right now, on Twitch, they have what they call raid trains. So a raid train is basically um, a DJ will spend for an hour or however long their designated time is. And what they'll do is they'll take the people who are on their stream and literally raid another DJ who's already DJing and then just kind of keep the party going. So everybody can just go over there um, and then they just do those literally all day starting at like 8 o'clock in the morning to whatever, 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning, whatever, UK time and stuff like that, right? Don't at me, bro. Talk about it. But I was the first person Talk about it. to start that raid train. Talk about it. That, what y'all saw Memorial Day weekend, that was the first unofficial, official raid train. We had DJs from all over Ohio, um, now what we did because we weren't like the raid train command wasn't there yet. We just told everybody like, look, go to such and such as Facebook page, go to such and such as wherever they were at, at the time. So yeah, I, I man, I, I should have trademarked you, that. Like if you started it, say you started, I started it. it. I'm not going to, I'm, Don't, I mean, it, it, hey, hey man, hey, it actually, is what it is. And we got the flyers to prove it. We got the flyers to prove it. Like that whole DJ schedule for that day. 
that was dope. Like that was that was innovative, uh, especially for the time. Like all you had to do was literally tune into your favorite DJ and you rocked out for like the whole day. You so know I mean? this is what I would do. You know, when I would see you, when I would see Rich, I see Beat. I would. It was an app on my TV, mm-hmm. so I would just log into my TV. Mm-hmm. And I would log in on my phone. I would turn my phone down, listen to my TV, and I would get in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's yeah. where I would just interact, and I would just have it playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't doing nothing. I, you know, I, shit, I was laid off. I was like, <laughs> shit, I can hear some right. music. And the dope thing about that is, like, so um, the Twitch community, you, you actually were able to... Meet people from all across the country, all across the world. Yeah, shout out to Craig. Um, Argentina yeah. is going crazy. And it's, and it's wild because now um, what they're doing since, you know, the everything's kind of lightened up a little bit, they're actually having Twitch meetups. Um, I was blessed to be able to go to the Ohio meetup. Um, Talk about back. it, bro. That's incredible. Man, I never you, even knew that. Man, and you, but you meet, like, the people that you've been atting for, like, two years and finally putting a face with a, a handle like crazy man, and it was such good energy, such good vibe. Shout out to um, DJ D Man and Cleveland. Shout out to DJ Rally Rail. Shout out to Kelly Vision, um, and also shout out to Vader for um, putting those together. Oh um, yeah, that's Rich's man. Yeah, Vader out of Cincinnati, man. So also I gotta say this. Shout out to the Rav Four crew, uh, Rich Nice, uh, DJ Vader Mix, uh, Mr. Reynolds here in Columbus, uh, Mike Drop, uh, myself. And uh, the Rebel Inc. Man, we we formed the Rav Four crew on Twitch. The Rav Four started um, <laughs> as a joke. Nah, so I love we used it. to um, we used to all kind of get together and go to one person's uh, stream to sit there, see what's going on, what uh, graphics effects they're using. So we'd be like, all right, we out, and we go to the next person's. You know what I mean? And we kind of put that into uh, you know back in the earlier days. We all used to pack up in a RAV4 grid. It always used to be a green RAV4 with their lights on or double parked or something. So we just called ourselves the RAV4 crew. And yeah, the rest is history, man. Shout out to those. Word. All right, so what is the biggest difference between rocking the crowd virtually with Twitch and then actually being in a, like, not even a redo setting. Like, I'm going to be in a club. I'm about mm-hmm. to get busy. How, how do you read that energy? Because on Twitch, again... You know it's people online, but you could just write. Um, I think and that's what, you know, the, uh, a big difference even to now. Um, you know, people throw emojis in there, you know what I mean, stuff like that. Or, you know, you can see the comments going yeah. online. And like you say, like, you don't know. So you kind of just got to be in your own, you know, zone. So I used to tell people too, man, when, when I used to uh, do the Friday nights, I was like, look, this is going to be a regular Friday night at the crib. So get your drinks. We doing it. But I, I'd make it. To the point where, like, you get channel points for watching people. So, you know, buy me a shot. Let's take a shot together. You know what I mean? But you got to get people interactive and engaged like that. And as to now, um, you know, kind of being out, um, it helped me to look more for, um, like, signs that people are having a good time. Like, getting up and dancing doesn't per se mean that they're having a bad time or you're doing a bad, you know, job. You look for the people who are tapping their feet, people who are singing along, people who are, you know, Paul's Anita bobbing their head to the music, got their hands up in the air, all that stuff like that. Like now translate to me as you're having a good time. So if I can curate a vibe for you versus, you know, going, you know, 100 miles an hour, I'm cool with that. Like, and I think that's what um, I'm more of now is like curating that vibe, whether it's, you know, we we chilling um, or, you know, we partying, so yeah. Now, do you prefer the virtual uh, virtual setup, or do you prefer fi- vinyl? As far as like, uh, like you know, what I'm saying not because I, I know the redo is like a staple of what y'all do, but like if you like if I if I hired you to DJ a gig, yeah. and you like what you want me to do, and I'm like do what Dama does, like you know what I'm saying? Oh, Would yeah. you bring your um, I would I would definitely bring my laptop, <laughs> yeah. uh, only because um, you know, and it, I, I think even with vinyl is more of like a specialty type of event. Um, you know, I don't mind. I love vinyl. I, I just be that. I'm I'm literally like an an addict right now for vinyl. Um, but to rock a party or even just to even curate a vibe, I would um, probably do my laptop. 
to be honest with you. Um, now, if it's like me and maybe like, you know, like kind of like a redo setting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Vinyl all day. I love it. Even if I had to do like an hour set and there was other DJs, um, I would even, you know, just depend on the situation. I would definitely bring vinyl just to do like a vinyl set to kind of give it some um, something different. Um, yeah, you come to the crib, man. I got to get you to the crib one day. You Absolutely, see, like, it's, bro. It's nuts over there, Paul. Like it's like there's this nigga pause more than me. Well, I know, but you know, <laughs> I, you know, I play the pause game crazy. Man, they gonna listen to this. I play like, the man, pause gonna, game crazy. Gonna, so we good. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> like, bro. He was on there spicy talk. Right? I'm like, nah, come on. But like, yeah, I, I, you know, I will get you over to the crib and you'll see like how it's set up. Like, um, it's it's just records everywhere. And then for me to even only be collecting for, uh, I want to say like five years. Oh, yes, it is bad. So tell me about um, the R&B party that you do with DJ Daryl and Beat Bangers. Um, shout out to, yep, shout out to Daryl, shout out to Beat Bangers, shout out to Liv. Um, so we have a party, it's called Featuring R&B. It happens every Friday um, in Columbus, uh, pending scheduling. But yes, you can count on it uh, every Friday. Um, we are working through some um, some scheduling changes in terms of events, but as of right now, we have karaoke um, on the first Friday. Second Friday is game night. Uh, third Friday is R and Bingo, and the fourth is um, line dancing. Um, what we do and everything that we're doing is featured around R and B. So you're going to get R and B music every night, but just a different event every Friday. Um, R and Bingo is uh, the newest thing that we've added. Um, it's it's a big hit, so you can come out, you can win money, um, prizes. Um, it's just a fun night. You just kind of keep the energy new and fresh. Is um, is, is the R and B just because of the ladies, or just because y'all get tired of playing hip hop, or uh, um, it really really derived because there's no strictly R and B party in the city right now so we wanted to bring something new something fresh um and you know we're we're to the age range where we're like you know you can get rowdy or have a good time with r&b music if it's you know chris browns and stuff like yeah. that but we just wanted to bring something different uh no rhyme or reason just something different where it's because i i feel like like i'd rather dj like anything but hip-hop mm, gotcha just practicing you yeah. know like um, maybe because I'm more familiar with it, or maybe it seemed easier to blend. I, I don't yeah. know. It's just, you know, I just like that. I, I my my particular reason. I'm such a hip hop head. I'm so critical that I yeah. hear a new record. I'm like, ah, little baby, such and such. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like you know, where where with R and B, I could be more free exactly. and just enjoy it without being so critical of it. So yeah, and I, and I think that's kind of where we were going with it too, as well. Um, you know, with R and B music, you have so many avenues to go down as well. You have soul, you got funk, you got uh, strictly R and B, you got nineties, you got two yeah. thousand, you got eighties. Um, you also got like you know we tie in like Afro beats with that. We anything that's Shout like dealing with singing, right yeah, it's 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 dope. Um, and then we even had um, an event where we did, um, you know, it was literally featuring R and B. So it was like rap and R and B. You know what I mean? Oh, so you can have yeah yeah these different yeah. things you can go off of. So that's why you know R and B is it was definitely good. So do you feel like? As a, as a music dude, from what you told me, from being a backpacker to now, do you feel like DJs make the best producers? I just plays, <sighs> DJ Premier, Jimmy Jam. Um, you know, we can go on and on and on. DJ Scratch. Do you feel like? I mean, Dr. Dre. You know, do you feel like DJs, DJ Quig? I I will say this. Um, it's kind of like a. I, I hate to be, you know. Don't be PC. Yeah, but like, so please the fuck I, don't be PC because, on my show. Because. <laughs> you can say that to somebody else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because I, I feel that I know some dope producers who aren't DJs. That's why I'm asking. Um, like, but I know some dope DJs who are producers, so it's like, yes and no. I, I think. I mean, little I, th yeah, I think DJs I have mean, an advantage 
because they know um, one thing I've noticed with DJs who are producers, um, you know, they know what tempo and things are and BPMs to kind of go off of for whatever new song. So if like the baby has a hot new song out, yeah. most of the time you'll see your producers matching that tempo or, you know, a lot of DJ producers who are, mm-hmm. are going to match that tempo because they know like this is going to get played back to back with that. Yeah. Um, I can. I mean, drama. I mean, he's not saying, technically yeah. a producer. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you got people like Ross who DJ. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Locally. Yeah. I'm gonna just say yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say yes. There we go. I, I got two more questions for you. All right. First question would be your top three DJs of all time. <sighs> I um. I will, I will, I will, I will do. I even give you two more. I'll say my yeah, top, top five DJs that I listen to. Um, top, okay, okay, okay. Um, I listen to. Uh, I mean, everybody knows Jazzy Jeff. Of course. Um, Love Jeff Towns. Left, yeah, he man like the but the way he is continuing to innovate himself and do new things, and now he's kind of coming out of his shell a little bit and like talking. But it's more conversational. Um, I, I like that. Um, I say Jeff. I listen to Jeff a lot. Uh, DJ Coco out of uh, Japan. Shout out oh to DJ Coco. Gosh, this dude is ridiculous with the forty fives. Um, he does all the. Oh uh, yeah, he. But he and we talk about this all the time. He has access to those records, so that's what makes. Yeah, he's in Japan, yeah. so he yeah, he has a cheat code. And whoever his dealer is, man, you. He's been lacing this too for years. Uh, I listen to DJ Puffy um, out of Barbados. Um, Younger Cat, he does a lot of um, that, you know, kind of uh, that feel of music, Afrobeat-ish, reggae, reggaeton, yeah. um, hip-hop stuff. The vibes. Yeah, he's, he's, very, like, he's very dope and very creative. He actually won a DMC, a couple of them, um, uh, not too long ago. Um, really cool cat, young dude, like I said, energetic. He, he's really nice. Um, I listen to uh, Scratch Bastard too, um, a lot. Shout out to Scratch yeah, Bastard. He he he, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's actually in the in upper echelon niche that sure. I that I've listened to too. And uh, my sneaky cat, Paul's needed. Uh, DJ Newmark, Uncle Newmark. Um, I I know the name, but yeah, I'm not really hip. He's to he's. He he yeah he he surprises me every time that um, he spins because it's like he he's well versed in his music too so he does like a lot of like 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 random like Dutch songs that you like what and like Dutch artists but it sounds like you know like funk or like you know something but yeah I would say those are, those are the people that I've like like recently. Um, within the last, you know, four, four or five years, I've really been like studying and listening to on a, you know, consistent basis. How do, before I ask the last question, how do you feel about uh, DJs talking on the mic? Is it important to you? Or is it not important? Is it just style? If it's not, um, no, it's not my style per se. But I don't knock it because, like, um, I know a lot of people. You know, Kid Capri is like, you know, kind of like the blueprint. It's a legendary kid. Right. Yeah. And then even like me, um, you know, uh, Lane being my um, men- mentor. Yeah, Lane, he does it. Lane well, is I, busy. Yeah, I don't though. Like, and, and it's not like I don't do it. I do it in spurts where I know I need to do it. Okay. Um, at the redo, still working on this vinyl thing. I I don't talk on the mic because I I'm, I'm more focused on making this uh, <laughs> make sure I got set. this needle in the groove. That's what, what Roe is here for. You know, <laughs> Roe on his job. But if you ever catch me, um, you know, out and about, I heard you talking on Twitch yeah, before. Yeah, so. yeah, oh yeah, that's it's fun. But yeah. I also do it in person too, so don't don't you know. But uh, for me. That's not my thing. Um, it, it is, like I said, an opportunity in spurts, but, you know, that's, that's not what I do. Last question, my brother. Yes. What do you want your legacy to be as a DJ? Oh, man. We yes, even drank sir. <laughs> We ain't even had a shot yet. Uh, <laughs> um, I think my, things got work in the morning, bro. <laughs> I think my legacy as a DJ, man, I just, you know, for the most part, I just... You know, we we all want people to, um, you know, enjoy themselves while they're uh, while we're, you know, 
playing these songs, playing these tunes. Hopefully they hear something that um, sparks a positive memory, allows them to create new memories, um, or even just, um, you know, uh, get away from their cares for whatever the time being is, man. man. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see, um, you know, or have people come up afterwards and be like, thank you. <laughs> or, man, you played my joint tonight, or I had a good time, and it, and it wasn't requested. <clears throat> yeah, I played your joint, and it wasn't requested. One more no, time, uh, one more time. I played okay. your joint, and it wasn't requested. But I always tell people like, allow DJs to curate a set for you, where you can actually just sit back and enjoy yourself. Because a, a nine times out of ten, if you don't, if you don't come in there expecting, quote unquote, the song that you've been playing all week. You, you played on the way to the club. You want to hear it on the club. You're going to hear it on the way out when you get back in your car. Come on, man. Like you, There's other songs that you can play. And enjoy yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's just what it is, man. Like there's like Prime always says it. There's over 50 billion songs in the world. Why do I need to play the same songs over and over again? Absolutely. That is a yes. fact. Yeah. So, brother... I want to thank you for finally, finally, man, I finally you. coming through, man. This has been a uh, since <laughs> I've been looking forward to, man. You know, just, just watching you over the years. Yeah. You know, I was cooler with your brother in, oh, yeah, in the early yeah, days yeah, from the hip hop yeah, shit and the rap, yeah. the rapidy rap shit. Yeah. But just watching you from uptown, you know, with Lane and you know, you was just always like you like. The slogan, bro. Man, the cool listen, people know man, me. Cool people and know everybody me. knows you, yeah. but you so cool that, you know, I just like, oh, that's Jamie? Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he cool. Like, and then the OGs co-signed you. Then I'm like, oh, well, shit, that's right. family then. There and then is. just watching you grow and continue to move forward and, you know, go from, the, you know, uptown to the redos to Twitch to now you body and shit. And like I said, like I said earlier, and I'll say it again. It was that day for me in a redo where you had a theme and the theme wasn't going right and you hit a left and you went nuts. Man, I got to think about that night too. And, now and I was like, yo, like, ooh, he got it now. And that's when I became a true believer and knew that you was dope, man. So, sure. you know, I like to give people their flowers, you know, and uh, salute you, man. Uh, shout out to the you know the R&B night y'all got going on man. Sure, bro. Shout out thank to Daryl. Shout out to Beat Bangers, my guy. Um, thank you again, bro. Yes, for man. Coming through, Listen, man. And I, I I gotta say this too, man. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. You, <laughs> you know? broke a record, man. Like, it's all yeah, good. that's why I did. I had to bring the shot before <laughs> you. Know what I mean? But yeah, no, definitely a pleasure, man. I appreciate you uh, even just. You know, considering me for this, shout out to all the DJs that've been on here before, um, all the ones that'll be after, man. Like, let's let's continue this uh, movement. It's important, man. I'm just trying to play my part, man. It's not. I I understand the healthy competition and everything, but this is my this is me playing my part. Yeah, Yeah. I'm too old to be rapping. (laughs) I ain't trying to be in a nightclub. But I still love this music thing, and I love what y'all do, and I'm a fan. So this is me showing my fandom and having y'all on my show, man. So I truly appreciate it, bro. Thank you for coming through. DJ Jama one time. Hashtag is the cool people know me and the The cool cool people people are you. (laughs) I love it, man. It's your boy, Chad Day. Needle to the groove. We out of here. Peace.